Hello there, welcome to Insightful Conversations with Ayin The purpose of this podcast is to bring you insights from different people with expertise around the globe who are really making marks in their industries, who are set up on journeys that we can all learn from in order to improve our own journeys and in order to create impact in our own journeys. Enjoy today's session. This evening, I have the pleasure of introducing our amazing guests for today. And she, she is um, named Sana Fishson. When she comes to pronounce her name again. But Sana is the founder of Shake the Dust, which is an independent consultancy working on sexual and productive health and rights and meaningful youth participation. As a consultant, Sana works to shift perspectives, create unique solutions, and stimulate engaging conversations in and between both of these fields. Sana is also the co-founder of Stories to Action, a platform dedicated to amplifying young people's voices and perspectives on SRHR and the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Sana's ongoing and previous work within the field of SRHR has led to her nomination as a woman deliver young leader. And that's the 2018 to 2020 class of women deliver young leaders. Sana has a BSc in European Public Health from the Maastricht University and an MSc MSc double degree in public policy and human development from the United Nations University Maastricht University. And Sana's previous experiences include working as the Dutch Youth Ambassador for Sexual and Productive Health and Rights from 2016 to 2017. So as I said, ladies and gentlemen, our guest here with us today on this space, as I said, we have an amazing speaker and somebody who is really capable of sharing like with us. As a young person herself, she's really going to come in and then share with us her experience from the view of a growing person within the field of consultancy, her experiences of how we can also grow in this field, how we can even begin, even if we don't want to start up our own consultancy right now, like what can we do if we want to work on a side project as a consultant? She'll be sharing these with us. So kindly note down your questions as she goes along. And so I think this at this point, I'm going to ask Sana. So Sana, you are welcome once again. Thank you, thank you. Nice to be here. Awesome, 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 awesome. And your bio is really impressive. I enjoyed reading it out. It also inspired me. Thank you. Thanks so much. No, I'm really, um, likewise, obviously, I know what you're all up to. Um, so this is an amazing opportunity uh, to be invited to join you today. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And that being said, I think we can zoom into the conversation now. So to everybody get um, joining us, we are going to start from Shake the Dust. In Sana's bio, I read about how she started Shake the Dust, how she's the co-founder of Stories to Action. So let's begin first by talking about the consultancy that Sana runs, she's the founder of. So Sana, what inspired you to start Shake the Dust and how long have you been running this consultancy? Yeah, thanks, Irene. So I think um, the reason why I actually started consulting and I'm seeing a lot of young people joining in. And I think that as young people, we often recognize how um, things are really set in particular ways. And we're kind of told to accept the way the way the world is around us or the way we do things in in our uh, professional career. And um, I found myself kind of wanting to do things a little bit different and more particularly working on sexual and reproductive health and rights and on youth participation. I just felt like things needed to to change and they need, needed to innovate. And um, I had my own vision on what I wanted to see different. So that was why I decided to start consulting because it just gave me this opportunity to work with different organizations um, and build on experience and bring in my own flavor, if you will, uh, to the different assignments. So I've been doing that essentially since um, October 2019. So that's already been a while. 
it really has been. I like the way that she said, bring your own flavor. Like, you know, bring in that youth vibe. And of course, just as you said, there are lots of young people in this call, on, on this call and, and on this page today. And it's really inspiring to me that she thought that, okay, so let me step out and be that change. I think that's why, that, that, I think that that's why today's title is really appropriate, like stepping outside of the ordinary. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we are used to staying in our jobs, you know, like, okay, you come out of school, you're supposed to get a job, you're supposed to get your income from there, you're supposed to do your rents and then other things from there. But then because you wanted to become the change, because you wanted something different, you decided to, to take a different step. And, you know, speaking about that, um, I think one question that we'd like to ask is, how did you feel when you're stepping out? Like, did you go immediately consult and see you? Or did you have a regular job? And what was the emotion when you're stepping outside of your regular job and then starting your consultancy? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just laughing thinking about this because, yes, I, I used <laughs> to have, I had a, a full-time job. In fact, I had a full-time job at a think tank here. And, I mean, it was doing, it was it was nice. I mean, it paid. I could pay my rent. Um, the colleagues were really nice. The topics I worked on were great. But I wasn't feeling this this drive and this passion for what I was doing. And to be honest, I don't know if I would recommend this to anyone under any situation. But for me, it had gotten to this point where I decided, okay, it's now or never. And I need to really have this hard cut between what I've been doing and what I want to do. So um, yeah, the 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 most vivid <laughs> the most vivid kind of story in this process was that I was actually going in uh, to meet my supervisor at that think tank where I was working. And uh, essentially, they were going to offer me um, a promotion, um, I was kind of supposed wow. to be moving up. Yeah, so I was I was really nervous because for me that was the moment that I actually wanted to say, well, sorry, I really want to, <laughs> I want to step out. <laughs> um, so exactly that, like it was just, I just remember I was so nervous and I was literally shaking. And then after I mentioned, I I said, you know what, I'm sorry, I I really want to start, like I have to leave this organization. I want to start for myself. And I just remember like all that emotion that built built up. I was just I ended up being super emotional, being such a wow. um but yeah, I did it in the end. <laughs> Kudos, like <laughs> Kudos, you know, it isn't it isn't easy to step outside of the status quo because like you know, you wonder what people will think, you wonder the uncertainties, like what if uh, business doesn't come in, like what's gonna happen? So really we applaud that decision. Yes, yes, no, but the thing is, though, I, I have to say, though, that's with a caveat that I do think, like, yes, what, like, if I was in another circumstance, and, like, looking back, would I have done it again? I'm not so sure. I think okay, I was just... <laughs> I think I was, at that point, I was just so, I, I just thought, okay, it's now or never, and I needed to make, like, a big jump, but, like, looking back, was it the wise, wisest choice financially um, in terms of like security wise, in terms of even just career wise to just burn those bridges as direct as I did? Mm, probably not, but I'm glad it just okay. worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thankfully, like, thankfully it worked out well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then thankfully, actually, that's another reason why I'm here today because at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think the journey will be smooth, but at least you've taken the step at least um, you've gone on a different adventure. So mm -hmm. at least it, it, it was worth it. Yes. No, exactly. Exactly. I, I think uh, it's led it's led me to where I am today. So that's, that's good. <laughs> perfect. 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 So I think that the next thing I'll ask is that in starting up Shake the Dust, in setting up, what were some of the statutory documentations or what were some of the documents or things that you really needed to put in place as a business owner? Mm. Yeah, that's a really good question because like going into this I did not actually even consider kind of the the fine like the legal frameworks around it and so I I and this is a tip I would give anyone that is trying to think of starting for yourself or anything is really try to look for any kind of um 
organization or nonprofit or community-led organization that's there to help people that want to start their own business. And I know that so it really differs where you'll find them. Sometimes you'll find them online or really literally quite at your, I don't know, in, in your community itself. So what I did, what I needed uh, here in the Netherlands, what you need to do is you, um, it's quite easy actually to get your own business started um, because you register with the i don't know how you how you call it in 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 english but yeah, it's like the yeah it's a chamber of commerce in essence okay probably we'd have something like that in ghana or like in anyway but basically a place where business can get registered right exactly exactly okay. so that was essentially all i needed to do and I think it was quite easy afterwards uh, in terms of yeah, then finding out how, how to do, finding out how to do the whole, um, I, I would say more like the taxes and all those things. There, I really depended on just reaching out to other people that are already doing it and just mm-hmm. hearing how they tackle that. Nice. I like the way that you said you reached out to other people because I think at the end of the day, like in whatever we are going to do, if we reach out to people who have the knowledge, it will be, become much easier for us. And so you acknowledge that, okay, so the taxes are really my strongest points. And so let me just learn from the other people for now. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. I think that that's um, super, super important with anything that you start. And in fact, I was just saying today that like your network is just more is so valuable like tapping into your network or building a network of people um it's really helped me and i know that it's really um that's advice that you can't you can't buy i would say a lot of the advice that you get through through knowing people that are willing to help you and support you um yeah i think that's really really amazing to have yep our network is really really valuable and talking about networks, so Sana, how did you land your first job as a consultant? Was it through your network? Like, did you find it online? What exactly happened the very first time? Yes. Oh, so, <laughs> um, so uh, it it was so when I started my consultancy, and I think that's also another thing that I did really, um, really wanted to do was I was quite visible in terms of posting on social media saying, "Hey." I'm starting my own consultancy and it's launching on this and this date. And um, I I just want to share, you know, I just want to hear uh, your perspectives or do you know of anyone I should get in touch with? So that kind of that initial call was so um, really helped me to get 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 started and kind of hit the ground running, because from that post from one of the posts that I had made um, actually a former colleague of mine uh, reached out to me and he said oh by the way we have this uh, consultancy and we're, we were thinking of you in terms of that the terms of references haven't been written but we're looking for someone exactly like you and I'd like to offer uh, wow. the job to you yeah so it wasn't even like something that I had applied for it was just more something that because I was so open about my consultancy or like my plans to start a consultancy things kind of got rolling in that sense great great so i guess that what i take from this is that if any one of us on here wants to like also use our skill sets more then we need to tell people about them right we need to be open about what we have from what you're saying yes 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 no definitely um i think that's you have to you have to be afraid to, you you have to not be don't be afraid to yeah. be very visible and very vocal and i think that's also something that maybe it's also a generational thing like being a young person you're afraid that hey you know mm-hmm. i need more years under my belt i need uh to have you know done this or that but i definitely i would just say like just be as bold as possible in whatever you're planning to do and don't back down i mean you have you have people especially in the consulting world you have people that do this for 20 30 years and honestly what they're bringing to the table i i feel like sometimes it's just very uh, cookie cutter it's not original it's really very dry and so i think that i i would really love to see more young consultants um join in because i do think that you know, we have a lot to offer. And okay, yes, you don't, it's not necessarily going to be reflected on our CVs, what we have to offer in terms of like, aspiration, passion, and being innovative. But I really think that that's what we need. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. And I really do think that, as you're saying, we're bringing that fresh perspective to the room. Because we are young people. We're in touch with what young people want. We are in touch with all the innovations that are coming up. So I know who better to work as consultants or to add up to, like, at the end of the day, youth adult partnerships. So who better to add to that than us as young people? Yes, exactly, exactly. And so I feel like that's definitely one of those things where I feel like consulting is often shown as something that isn't for us or it, it isn't a, a very valid career path in a way. Um, but yeah, just to say, I I really do think that, um, yeah, we need to, and that's why I really love this space is that I can now share also like what I've learned and and what um, yeah, kind of pass on that knowledge because it is actually something that it, it's super attainable and it's really we need more young consultants. Awesome. So speaking about more people, needing more people, I think that our next question for you is that, how have you been working since the inception of Shake the Dust? Has it been you alone? Have you worked with partners at a point? Do you collaborate with other consultants? Like how is the whole setup and then flow like when you get an, assi- an assignment to do? Yes, yeah. So. Um, how I tend to do it, like there's a difference between the consultancy assignments that are out there. So essentially how it typically goes. So one of the ways, there are two ways that you can get an assignment. Um, first of all, it can be that you just have someone, an organization come to you directly um, and um, they have a particular assignment in mind and ask you for that. And those tend to be assignments that you do, that I would do on my own. But then there's a second type of assignment where you, quite actively just look for different types of uh, consultancy assignments that people are looking for. Um, and so there, I think there's there's a difference between consultancies or like assignments where they just need one consultant. And there I tend to do it alone. But then there's also okay. bigger consultancies. And there I really like those are the really fun ones because then you get to work on a team, you get to set up your team and work according to everyone's strength and kind of build their dream team in, in essence wow. and work with other consultants. And so that's kind of the, the more collaborative kind of assignments that, that I do. Yeah. I guess that um, these assignments also could lead to other like potential opportunities at the end of the day from what you're describing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's definitely, and that's the thing with my, in my experience, consulting has definitely been um a lot of word of mouth, like the, a lot of the assignments aren't necessarily what you're going to find online. It's more that you've done a good consultancy and they think of you the next time or they have they keep you in mind for another organization that might have something come out. And so I, I definitely think if you and that's what I tend to do is like really make sure that the quality of my work is good and really invest in that quality because because once that once you round off an assignment well you'll have a, a likelihood that you have a very good lead for next assignment so it's it it really works um yeah it works itself out in essence nice 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 yeah i guess at the end of the day like wherever we are we really need to showcase our best from what you're saying because then that's what will lead to more Yes, exactly. And I think that there are also consultants that tend to do very quick and dirty uh, jobs. And then in, mm-hmm. in the essence that they just want to, you know, they just want to get, get, like get over with it. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they and I think that's not sustainable because sure, you have the assignment, you've, you've delivered on whatever the client is asking for. You, you know, you're happy that you didn't spend too much time or effort in the assignment. But then, you know, after that assignment ends, then then definitely not going to recommend you for anything else. So, I mean, keep your keep your clients close to you and and dare to also go above and beyond. Um, but that's said under realistic, <laughs> under realistic perimeters. So don't go spending extra days here or there um, and, and just be. Yeah. Communicate really well with um, with your client. Nice, nice, nice. I see that um, what you did when you began Shake the Dust also led into you starting up a different initiative or being, becoming a co-founder of a different initiative called Stories to Action. And yes. so I'd like to ask, um, like, how did that start? Yes, for sure. So kind of Stories to Action is, is I, I tend to call it my baby. <laughs> okay. Um, 
<laughs> the reason being that it's it's a lot of that passion um, to, and I think anyone working in nonprofit um, knows how that is. Um, you do it out of love mm-hmm. and passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> I hear. You. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think that's also how how uh, Stories Action uh, got started. So myself and and our co-founder Iris, uh, we kind of got together at the start of the pandemic, and we were just really worried about you know how young people's uh, sexual and reproductive health and rights um, would get a platform with everything happening. We were a bit afraid that there wouldn't be any space for for young people to really voice how this pandemic is impacting their sexual and reproductive health and rights. And so that's kind of how it got started. And soon enough, we were so lucky to have a team of young people from across the globe join us. Um, And now essentially what it is, is it's become a website. um, It's a website slash platform. We have our social media and we, sh- we just share, we share stories from young people. We share, you know, how have they been accessing, accessing contraceptives? Um, what have they, you know, how have they been um, navigating their sexuality? Those kind of topics. And so it started, what started out as only being that website with different articles. We also launched a podcast, um, which was okay. really, really fun to do. And um, it's called Not Your Usual Subjects. And there we dive into like six of the most taboo topics. Um, and those, and we kind of highlight how, you know, we, we interview young people. Yeah, so that's that's been fun. So that, that we just rounded off, I think, at the start of this year. And uh, now we're working on an evidence brief to actually, you know, translate what we learned and, and bring that to policymakers so they can actually uh, do something with the stories. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. I hope that that, that that turns out really fruitful and that the politicians do take a step on that and then like do something with all the stories and all the evidence that you've gathered to restore it to action. Yes, yes. Fingers crossed. Let's see. <laughs> exactly. Fingers crossed. And so, um, Sana, you've described how you want to shake, shake the dust. You described how you're now going to be working on a policy brief for evidence gathering for um, stories to action. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so you wear two important hats, if I should put it that way. You have a lot on your plate. Mm-hmm. So I think we would like to know what's your daily routine like or, like, how does your week go? How does basically, like, your month run as a young consultant? <laughs> yeah. Uh, my week, how does that look like? I think I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I think it really differs. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I have I have uh, weeks where it's really you know working around the clock um, with with end consulting and stories to action um, and then it, it could be that I wake up quite early um, directly directly get started with whatever consultancy assignment is there and usually it's just me sitting at the dining table with my laptop. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> And that's like, and then I spent, and then afterwards this meeting. So I think we all recognize that a little bit. Um, but then there are weeks where I, where that continues well into the weekend. Uh, and that's mainly if there's like a, a real deadline for my, my consultancy or with stories to action. So then it's kind of calls for you to go a bit above the 40 hours a week that most people spend on um, their work. But then again, and I think that now I'm kind of in the right balance, but there's also there are also times when it's there's just not a lot happening. And then I can easily, you know, wake up a bit later, um, be more flexible, even think more strategically uh, about what I want to do and uh, more long term. So then it's instead of the, the assignments kind of like pulling the life out of me that I'm dedicating all my time to assignments (laughs) I actually have time to really think and and you know and a lot of that time I kind of spend when I have time uh I'm now also really working hard to find a better balance and you know read more exercise more cook healthy I mean all those things are also important to highlight that that's you know, meeting friends, uh, spending time with family, yeah. that's also part of, of my life. And that's a really, now I'm also recognizing how important that is to have a good work-life balance um, and to invest in that when you have the opportunity. Nice. I like it when you said we should invest in a work-life balance because 
at the end of the day, if we're not careful, we'll probably not balance it or like we'll probably focus on work and then forget about the other things. You know, we always are going to cook healthily and then something because they're like, oh, I'm too busy to do that. Let me just grab something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it happens a lot. Yes. No, exactly. I, it happens too often in my case. <laughs> You know, but I'm sure that somehow, some way, at least as you said, you're starting to strike a balance. So I guess it's a reminder to all of us to start to try to do so too. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> great, 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 great. So, um, Sam, I think that our next question for you would be that you started the journey with Shake the Dust. Um, you've begun stories to action are currently working on rounding it up. So what have been some highlights? You started in 2019, so I think like two years or maybe some months now. So what have been some of the positive highlights that you've had along the journey? Yeah, oh, that's um, that's a really, really good question because there's a lot Thank of different... <laughs> there's a lot of like different highlights or like milestones that I've, I've had. Um, I felt like... For example, like my first assignment was definitely a really, really nice experience. Um, and then now most recently, um, I have a really, really cool assignment working with IPPF. So it's a pretty large foundation. Awesome. that I, Yes. And I really love their work and you really have so much admiration for what they do. Um, so kind of having that uh, now that work experience has been amazing because you learn from you it's it's a learning experience while you're working um, but then I think also in terms of like at, at a more personal level in terms of like what have been my highlights from consulting I think it's just the mere fact that I'm able to wake up and do something that I'm so passionate about and I'm able to shape it in a way that I feel um fits with me I'm not doing anything against my yeah. own intuition and I really love that that I can that that's like the top like that, that that's all I want from my from my work um and I'm happy that I'm able to do that now without you know worrying about uh about my consultancy not not being able to to be a full-time thing that I can do Wow, I love that. Like, I really got, like, I really felt when you're speaking, like, you're getting that fulfillment because you're working mm -hmm. on something that you're passionate about. Yes, exactly, exactly. And I think that gives so much energy. Um, yeah, more than you can recognize, I think, uh, in terms of the work that you do. And it's not, and, and let's be fair, huh? like, not all work has to has to offer that I mean there's enough people that get that get energy from other aspects of life and that is super valid too like not everyone yep. uh, can work a job that gives them that fulfillment and then you look for fulfillment in other ways and um and so that that's not to say that that isn't uh that everybody needs to leave their job directly to go <laughs> and create their consultancy I guess <laughs> yeah I guess you so I, I think that I'm um, speaking about the positive points, about the passions, and then you were actually even speaking about the fact that, okay, so it doesn't mean that everybody automatically has to go and like, quit their job today. So I think that the next question I'd ask you is that, so what have been some of the learning points? What have been some of the moments that you'd like us also as your guests today to learn from that you got along your journey? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a couple. <laughs> there's a couple. <laughs> Sure, I'm still them all. <laughs> um, I, but I think the top of the at the top of the list is is one thing for sure, and that is the thing. I'm a people pleaser. Um, I I just I want people to be happy. Um, I want my clients to be happy. I want people to like what I do, um, and like who I am. And that is not the way to go when you have your consultancy like that is not that should not be your priority at all um and i had to learn that the hard, the hard way okay um because essentially the first i mean the first year i was taking assignments that were definitely paying too little i was working uh working over hours outside of my contract because i just felt like they need it needed to be you know perfection um and i was also mm. not 
um, being confident enough and like just be being myself and also setting clear boundaries in terms of the assignments that I liked and the ones that I didn't like. And so that was a hard, hard um, lesson learned. And I think what I do now differently compared to when I started consulting was I, I first of all, I value my time. I The time I spend mm-hmm. on my consultancy, I will not just uh waste time on 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 an assignment um mm-hmm. and yeah and and definitely i think also when there's that a deadline or when i say when i tell myself okay you know what i'm i'm going to you know finish my work day at 5 um then i really stick to that too even though i feel like okay i could spend some more time and that's really important in terms of the work life balance that i mentioned uh earlier but um mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I, I'm very, I value my time. I value other people's time uh, too. And you know what? I'm I'm just, quite honestly, the third point is that I'm just more frank than ever before. I'm just more honest and candid about like how I feel. Nice. And yeah, and so I like, I don't sugarcoat things. And that was something that I, I did before. And that kind of uh, left me kind of feeling, you know, when I didn't want to do something, I would just say, yeah, no, sure. If I didn't agree with something that was going on, I, I wouldn't be as vocal. Um, I learned mm-hmm. it the hard way, but that is so valuable um, for anyone starting their own initiative, be it consultancy, be it, you know, starting your own uh, NGO, starting, you know, even having like a, little, a, a side hustle or whatever, like you need to to really, uh, yeah, don't be a people pleaser. <laughs> I like that one a lot. Because, you know, I think that that also relates to the fact that a lot of us on this space are, like, young people, like, growing our careers and all that. And, you know, at the end of the day, if, um, as you're saying, we don't um, decide to be frank, we'll end up saying, okay, okay, I'll do this, mm. I'll do that, I'll take this on. So that, that point really, like, hits home with me, really struck home mm. with me, too. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad to you hear know? Yeah, it, it really, it really made. And so we should value our time a lot more too. I think that that's also important to then strike that balance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very much so. I think, um, I, I, I don't know. I also feel like it's something that like particularly young women uh, struggle with and mm, myself yeah. also like, I also recognize that part of that is uh, me being a person of color is also a real big factor huh? because then sometimes mm. you really feel like you need to go above and beyond uh, compared to any of your other mm. uh, colleagues yeah here in the Netherlands at least um, I really feel that, that that's definitely something um, that mm. demands you to do to do a bit more but at the same time it's also something that I uh, I feel like it's also some kind of an activism if I just don't do it <laughs> and I can still deliver <laughs> yeah 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 you know yeah, but don't don't feel that pressure to do to do that. And um, I think that that's something I also recognize other um, others mention. Awesome! Like, thanks thanks for that reminder. Thanks for sharing that, Sana. Like, it remind us because that that personal um, part that you shared also remind us that you know, in whatever situation, we really need to speak up speak up for ourselves. You know, and mm-hmm. of course, as young ladies, to be like, oh, I really need to do whatever they say. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, the reminder not to go ahead with the flow like that. No, exactly, exactly. And I think um, it's good to it's good to prove yourself for sure. Mm-hmm. And like I said, quality is so important to me. But at the same time, know your worth. Um, I mean, that's so cliche. That <laughs> like saying it, Stop. it sounds like one of those things that you that you have like a, a motivational Instagram post or something. <laughs> 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 but um, but it's true. It's yeah, <laughs> it's true. And so, um, Sana, so I think we spoke about some of the consultancy opportunities, um, how you get some of them like online, how you basically started by putting out a post online that you started your own consultancy. Mm-hmm. And so, one, the next question that we'd like to ask is that since then, what are some of the organizations that you consulted with? What are some of the kind of jobs that you've worked on? for these organizations yeah yeah no so it's yeah i think that's really good to kind of dive a bit deeper because when some when people say oh i have my own consultancy it's not really short like it's i don't know how how others experience this but i always felt Mm. like it was so vague like so so what is an assignment (laughs) 
Um, so, no, I'd, I'd love to share a bit more. So when I started my consultancy, I decided to focus on three areas. Uh, what I do is I do communications, advocacy and research, just because these are the three areas that I felt I was strongest in. Um, and so um, essentially the type of assignments I do have to do something with either all three or two of the three or some kind of combination there. Um, and my consultancies can, so for some, for example, I'm writing a communication strategy for an organization and they want to know how to use their Instagram account for the next four years, but also how their Instagram account will be different from their LinkedIn, et cetera, et cetera. So that's one side. Yeah, exactly. So that's like more the communication type of um, assignments that I would do. And then with advocacy, it is. It could be more uh, related to also something like an advocacy strategy, writing that out for them. But it could also be something very simple as, hey, we have we need a two pager on this and this um, event or this this process is coming up, and we need to have strong recommendations to put forward to policymakers. Can you do some research and um, line up, you know, uh, in a two pager, what our 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 points are going to be uh, that we're going to present next week. Um, so that's one of those that's more advocacy related. And then research related is usually um, things that are more, I would say they're more related to more strategic uh, issues. Mm-hmm. So, for example, one of the consultancy I did was work um, with a youth led organization. And essentially what they were doing was they were building their next strategy and they wanted me to. Um, interview the young people within their network which were a lot (laughs) so yeah so then I I got to just interview them and then bring together the different points uh, that they had and feed that in into the larger document on what was said by the other other young people so that was really fun and so that's more kind of research oriented Um, so yeah those are the type of um, activities I've done and now for example the assignment I mentioned with IPPF is is that I'm their creative Mm -hmm. writer on the next uh, strategy they have and essentially what that means is that uh, I'm I'm part of kind of the more strategic team and thinking along in terms of like the language and the vision for this new strategy and you know how to communicate that so that's also been a very interesting uh, and unique assignment. That sounds really impressive Sana like kudos for that. Thank you. Like it's IPPF, you know, in the world of um, NGOs, like that's really a high point. <laughs> yeah, no, but I have to say though, I do mm-hmm. like this. Um, in terms of like consulting, consulting assignments, I don't. I'm, I'm still not sure like which kind of uh, like all. There's so much difference between the different types of organizations, so it's really, really mm-hmm. nice to kind of have like this um, inside look at how organizations work. Um, and I think I've learned so much about that. Um, e- even if I would were to stop consulting, then I'd still know mm-hmm. a lot more about the sector and the people within the sector. So that's definitely something that I see every organization has, brings their own value. And um, some organizations that I just, I that were much smaller, really brought some of the most fun assignments that I've had. and. Um, nice. I really treasure treasure every uh, every client. Nice. So I think that at the end of the day, it isn't like switch out. Okay, so this is a big organization. So you know, I guess as you're saying that we should respect the strengths of each organization because mm-hmm. they yes. all come with yeah different unique areas. For sure, for sure, and I think that sometimes. Also, for me, I think that's definitely something that I've learned is that, you know, yeah, there's there's like pros and cons per assignment, per client, mm-hmm. per, uh, per per approach, even each approach can differ really. So I think that that's definitely something to keep in mind uh, when looking for assignments is to really think, OK, you know, this assignment sounds fun, but would it be really fun to work on this or how how does that work? And um, and also just navig- being prepared for things to to work differently than you might have expected before um, and adapting. You know, Sana, at at every point, like you shared different lessons, so I'm just here writing them down. So (laughs) (laughs) at every point, I can bring in a different one. I'm like, okay, let me know that too. (laughs) 
in what you just said about the communication research advocacy, I think it's something key for all of us to because you know sometimes they're like, okay, I'm starting a consultant, and as you just said. It would be like, if, if we haven't defined the things, it would be so broad. Because you'd be like, oh, I know a little bit of this, I know a little bit of that. Okay, so if you tell me to do this, I can do it. If you tell me to do it, I can do that. But then what I really got from what you're saying right now is that it's best to at least narrow down to some areas, at least to start with. And mm. then you know that you are building on those points. That was really key for me. Yeah, no, that's really good to hear that 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 um that that lands too with you because I think that is something that a lot of people think is like the broader you go, the more assignments you get, the more successful your consultancy will be. But in mm-hmm. in reality, that's that's not the case. Like you really need to to specialize in spe- specific areas that really work with you and your skills and your added value. And really, once you do that, I think that sets your consultancy apart. And once you do that, that really brings out your strengths um, rather than just being everywhere and nowhere um, in terms of that. Yeah. Nice. Okay, good. And and so um, I think our next question would be around assignment. So you're talking about the different organizations, um, how they've brought different kinds of assignments around communication research advocacy. I'd also like to ask because I do come across some consultancy opportunities myself and they'll be like, okay, um, please propose the budgets for us. Some of them will have this trade there that's okay, it's 10 days and maybe your fee is this amount of Ghana cities or dollars or euros per day. Mm. So I'd like to ask, what has been, yeah, what has been your experience with this? Do you, have you had to negotiate sometimes? How has that gone? Do you sometimes put up your own budgets? Like how has the whole, you know, money is really an important thing for us as young people too. Because yeah. sometimes they'll end up being like, oh, you're a young person. Like, oh, can't, can't you manage with this? <laughs> and you know, I don't want that to happen to us. So no. how do we step past this or how do we walk through that path as well? Yeah, no, exactly. I, I really, that was also one of the big things that I was struggling with was, okay, now mm-hmm. I want to start for myself. What's an acceptable rate? I I completely, my first year, I, I botched it. I was taking assignments that were paying me way too little. And I learned the hard way that ooh, you don't want to get in that situation. Mm. But um, on in terms of like what I did learn uh, through this experience is I learned. So how I tackle it now, essentially, and this is coming advice that I've gotten from other consultants um, that have really helped and mentored me. And that would actually be my first tip is to really find consultants doing the work that are open to um get be open about what they're doing i mean you you can't necessarily like yeah you can't necessarily copy paste what they're doing but they can give you if you have find one or two or three consultants that are willing to be open with you about how they do their budgeting that already helps because it's also very context specific i would say but um very tangibly some of the best advice that I had is first of all charge higher than you than you expect <laughs> like that okay, is cool. yeah I think we always especially as young people we always think that we're asking too much and mm-hmm. like there is usually a, someone charging more than you and part of that is being a consultant is you're essentially saying I'm an expert on this topic and if your price does not show that you're an expert and you're like undervaluing your own services then they won't take you seriously. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Like that, that's that's deep. That's a good point. Because like, like you really need to showcase that, yes, I am the expert in this area. Exactly. And that was something that I didn't realize. I was getting these assignments that I was like, yes, sure, I can do this. This is so easy. But why am I not getting those assignments that are really like challenging me? And I just figured out like at a certain point after speaking with consultants, they were like, yeah, you're charging way too little. And I don't think they will take you seriously. So that's why the first advice would be, you know, charge more. In a lot of the cases, I would say charge more um, than you think that you're worth. Um, secondly, invest in the ta- in the days rather than the the than the pay. So a lot of the okay. assignments I do are really on like a number of you get a fee for your number of hours or a fee for the number of days. Mm-hmm. What I um, learned or like speaking with others, um, sometimes people just say, okay, so an assignment, for example, has. Uh, we have an X Y X budget, um, and you you can let us know what your approach will be. There, for example, there you can definitely say, okay, I will work more for that budget. I will work less days, and so you keep your number, so your fee per day is a bit higher. 
but okay. a lot of the times yeah so um, but a lot of the times it's more the other way around where they say you have 10 days to do this assignment let us know what your budget is and there what i would rather do is see if you can negotiate like have a lower price but have more days for the assignment just because mm-hmm. a lot of the times organizations tend to under um they they underestimate the number of days that you will need. So then yeah. you've worked the 10 days, you still have a lot of work to do. And your client might then just say, okay, you know what, sorry, you know, you got your fee for the 10 days, you haven't managed to to hit the targets. Uh, and we don't have any days left. So that's the situation you don't want to get in. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's why I would say definitely if you can negotiate between days or your fees, go for days and have more days. And you know, at the end of the day, what if you have too too many days over, you finish the assignment and you still have two, three days left, you can invest that in quality control and just go over things another time or, you know, mm. spend that time doing other things. Um, but you'd rather be in that position than in the position that you have too few days. Um, and yes, you have the the fee that you asked for, but you're still struggling. Mm. Well, that, that's really insightful. Thanks, Sana. And, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying this conversation so much. I haven't even asked that guest yet. So um, <laughs> if anybody has a question, um, kindly um, just ask to be a speaker. I'll make you a speaker. I have a few more questions for Sana, but then while we're doing that, in case you have a question, please do reach out. As Sana said, she's really glad to share her experience with us because at the end of the day, we've all developed so many skills in our career so far. And then there are other things that we could do. As she said, it's not about like going to quit your job right now, but then of course there are other avenues by which we could um, like also begin to make use of our skills. Like one day when we start our own consultancy, at least this is the space where we can get that first hand knowledge from a young person like us who is doing, who is doing this and then like doing massively herself. So in case um, we are going, while we are going, in case you have a question, kindly, just ask to be a speaker, I'll add you up and then you can ask Sana your question. Yes, please do, if you have any questions. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. So I'm sure that the speaker requests will begin to come in. And then while they are, so we've spoken about the money base, which is also um, more important. And then you've spoken about the fact that we should um, negotiate for more days as well. And um, I think the next question would be that, so you've spoken about working um, in particular days, let's say it's 15 days, maybe it's 10 days. So, you know, the thing is that there are so many distractions, honestly. Sometimes, like, there are distractions online, there are distractions mm-hmm. if you stay with your family, there's distractions from the family. Like, there's so many other things going on out there. So I think that one of the questions for you, Sana, would be how do you keep within those days? Like, how do you keep focused and then make sure they deliver everything within time? hmm Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wish I okay. wish I had like a, a super polished answer to that. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but nobody's perfect, so we just learn from the example. Exactly. No. So I think I think essentially what um what I tend to do is as um like I said I I currently work just from my dining table with my laptop and um that really tends to work really well is like literally just secluding myself from others and keeping my phone off when I'm working um but I think that that's definitely something that I think a lot of people okay. do yeah but I think the what what I other things that I do to be more productive might feel more counterintuitive I would say um so what I tend to do also is n- try to not work at home and you know if I if I can get out of the house and work somewhere else for a few hours where there's other people sometimes that really helps me to feel motivated um if it's maybe the library or sometimes even the university here um to just be around people working I would say Uh, so just to be inspired and to to work and so that's one of the sides of being productive um, for me and then the other thing that's kind of that feels counterintuitive is that I also tend to um, to be and that that's more recent is that I've noticed that I'm more productive if the time that I'm not working I'm not spent thinking about work I don't know how (laughs) I don't know know how many people recognize this but 
I totally like when I clock out, I'm still thinking about this or that assignment. I'm still thinking mm-hmm. about, you know, um, this problem or this issue. Um, and then I find myself the next morning and I'm completely just drained. I don't feel like working. I'm just I've, I've already been thinking about this issue the whole the whole night. And so that really that's definitely something I think is really that being able to say, okay, now I'm done and I'm done for real. And like my timer goes off. I'm do- I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to. Um, I'm not going to call anyone. I'm not doing anything with work. And so because of that, I'm able to, when the time is there to work, I'm able to fully focus because I also feel that pressure that yes, between now and three o'clock, I have, I have this many hours and it has to go because after that, I'm really not going to be working uh, anymore. And so I tend to do that a lot. And, um, and the time that I do spend off, because sometimes um, it's really hard for me to get out of my head sometimes. I don't know if, if anyone mm. recognizes this. Um, but I, I, what I, what I also think is, has really helped me is also just to work out more and like just go outside, even if it's just a walk, just get, go outside, um, just move my body a little bit more because every, otherwise I'm so stuck in my head. Um, so that's definitely something I've, I've also picked up, uh, across across the last few years is that you know you need if your brain's working the whole time like if your your brain muscles working out the whole time you also need to work on other other parts of your body to to feel more centered i would say nice those are really practical tips anna <laughs> i like the one about going to the library or somewhere because then like you see other people working like okay so i have something to do i should really get get to mine too exactly exactly and so that's definitely one of those things that i feel like it it sounds really weird and then oh yeah and then another thing mm-hmm. <laughs> okay yeah, this, is my, this is the the one that i so it's maybe also one of the more awkward um tips uh, that i do but um <laughs> so essentially what i do sometimes is when i'm really really stuck in terms of work and i just it's more of like a mental thing that i can't get through whatever i'm working on i'm i'm feeling like i i'm not getting through whatever challenges there and i'm kind of getting tired i i just i just stop working and i just put on my headphones and just put put on music as loud as possible and just do a little dance and wow. <laughs> It's so awkward. Um, oh, that sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> Does it help? Yeah, but it really, it honestly helps. It really, nice. really helps. And especially if you find like music, you know, that really like aligns with how you're feeling. Like, you know, if you, mm-hmm. if you're like, if I'm feeling really like frustrated, like putting on something grungy, if I'm feeling like uh, really that I need some inspiration putting on something that's really like fun and airy um, if I just if I just want to dance I just put some nice um, like afro beats on and <laughs> just dance it out maybe you could do an IG live once while what, what you're dancing once like <laughs> so we can tune into the energy too <laughs> exactly <laughs> well, that would be fun like a collective uh, <laughs> collective dance you know, like a collective, like icebreaker or something. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No. So that's definitely one of those things that I, I kind of like, I'm not sure how useful it is for anyone, but for me, that really, really helps because then I've done mm-hmm. like five minutes. I just dance all the frustration out, all the everything out. And then I go and I sit and suddenly I can, I can work through things. <laughs> that, that sounds cool, you know? And like when you spoke about taking those um, breaks, I read this book recently called The 5 a.m. Club. And mm-hmm. so it was thinking about how um, we could have 60 hours of like straight solid work and then take a 10-minute break. And then another 60 hours of solid work and then take a 10-minute break. So, you know, your music thing and then the dance thing really, um, it reminded me of that. So, you know, I guess that it's, it's a really cool idea because as the book would say the 10-minute break, then that would be probably the time that you take off to put like the headphones on and then dance with some music. So, you know, <laughs> I think that that's a really great tip. <laughs> oh that's good to know that's good to know <laughs> that, that this yeah so like it's not so far right? so don't worry you're fine <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Good. So, so so sana so speaking about um, music and all that so how do you wind down like is it work all the time you mentioned working on weekends sometimes but then on the weekends that you're not working what do you do to wind down at least to have that you know, that family time and the time for yourself as well. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, what do I do outside of, <laughs> outside of work? No. <laughs> No, I do a lot. Um, I'm I'm currently, as I mentioned, I'm now uh, picking up uh, working out again. Um, and um, oh. I do a lot of reading. I, I see like, it's kind of like the last thing you want to do after sitting behind a screen. But for me, sometimes it's so nice just to put like uh, a can like, okay, this is going to sound really strange. But this is like my little ritual is like at the end of a a long day I just put on this like candle uh that that has like this this how do you say that in English like the night smell yeah yeah exactly like a yeah a scented candle but then it has this little like it it makes some noise like it crinkles a little bit like you can hear it and then I just put it like next to me open a good book put like change the lighting and just sit there and just like like read anything literally like from you know sometimes mm. it is about the topics I work on sometimes it's just a like a nice story and that really really helps me to just unwind completely uh, and fully um, mm. and I think that's so that's been so nice to have that even during the pandemic when you couldn't see anyone um, it was good to have that me time I would say nice uh you know sana when we first met when we when we did the work for shenet yeah i think that you spoke about i don't know you spoke about a chair of yours that you had or something is that chair there i don't know you said you used to use it to unwind do you remember the the oh, yes there was a particular chair or corner exactly. of your room or something. <laughs> exactly that is exactly the chair that i always sit in when i read so i have this rocking chair <laughs> okay <laughs> yes that's the chair Yes, so that that's where I always do my reading. I sit and I'm like, I, sometimes I feel like such a granny sitting there, and then I have my blanket, and then just, just like smelling my candle and reading a book. But you know, once they obviously they wind down, then that's good. Yeah, it it, it serves the purpose. <laughs> great, 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 great. And then I'd, I'd also like to um ask our guests. Um, just a reminder in case you have any questions please do let us know and um, we'll be wrapping up with sana unfortunately i'm loving the conversation but of course it's also late in the netherlands like it's getting to nine right now over there so in case you have a question please do let us know just request to be a speaker i'll ask you to be a speaker while we wrap up on our conversation for today of course as we um as we end we'll be sharing Sana's um, social media platforms with you so you can connect um, further with her and then maybe like send her a DM in case you have any further questions along along um, the way or along your own journey. Yes, for sure. And um, of course, of course, awesome. So um, I think we've spoken about winding down. So let's speak about um, Shake the Dust. As you said, with Stories to Action. Okay, so let's go to Stories to Action first because mm-hmm. you said that right now um, you're developing... Um, the evidence into a policy brief, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, what's the next step on that? So, is it a revolving project, or um, has this particular grant ended? Like the podcast, like what's the, what's the next step on that? Yeah. No, for sure. So now, the now essentially we're in the phase that we're really promoting the evidence brief more. Um, and yeah, sure, definitely we want. We're still also looking for any young people that want to share their stories about, you know, how have you been navigating COVID-19 and what kind of impact has it had on you and, you know, your own relationships, uh, your own relationship with your body, with your community, with, you know, and everything that has an impact on your sexual and reproductive health. Um, And so also here, just want to share that 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 opportunity is out and um, we're always looking for stories to feature um and secondly just i like just from a more internal perspective i think having this podcast and um we're still looking for ways to create a season two um we're looking for any funding uh, that can go to that i think what i really really liked um was that i was really able to work with some amazing people um that were that were really delivered um on this on this podcast and so i'd really love to pick that up and and see how to work further with that but obviously yeah the the pandemic is also changing things i feel like we're going into a different stage now with uh with covid i don't know how it is in ghana too 
Yeah, yeah. We just had the masks um, thing lifted, I think, about two weeks ago. So I think it's getting better. And at the airport, too, I think we are not mandating all the checks or something like that. Yeah. Oh, really? So I think it's, it's getting better, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, okay. That's that's actually really good news. Um, I think, yeah, the same thing just happened here also a while back. And so I feel like the we're, we're kind of starting to go into this different phase of, of COVID. Mm. And so that also has an impact on... I think also for stories action in terms of yeah what then what the future holds but I'm really mm. enthusiastic and really want to continue working with young people on this and we also even have some vacancies open uh, for young people to volunteer with us uh, while we work on that that funding aspect. Awesome, awesome, awesome! Fingers crossed for the funding. Yes, yes. Awesome. <laughs> and then, yes, and then for the volunteer squad, then I think you also mentioned about um, asking, wanting I to share their stories. So perhaps you can share the links with me after, also tweet them. And even if you follow us, you afterwards and you tweet them, I'm sure that um, there are other young people within our spaces or the spaces of our guests on the call today who would like to share their stories or maybe apply to volunteers. So I think we can um, connect about that after the space as well. Yes, for sure. That would be great. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And um, I think that my next question would be, so Shake the Dust started in 2019. You've spoken about the consultancies you've worked on, the passion with which you work. And so the next question would be, where do you see Shake the Dust in the, in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years? Like, what do you want to build your consultancy into? Yeah, oh, that's such a good Good question because I feel Thank like I've been, fo- I've been focusing so much in the past few few years. I think like mm-hmm. just getting started. Um. So this really, actually, this question has really made, <laughs> made me reflect. <laughs> okay, that's good. Um. But I think yeah, for me, one of the things that I just really want to do um and start to roll out is I know there's a lot of other people that really um are trying to figure out you know. How do I start um, engaging with consulting? How do I start, you know, advocating for sexual and reproductive health and rights or youth participation in a more, you know, um, in an easier way, in an accessible way, in a, in a way that is understandable? And so that's definitely something that I'm now kind of starting to think of is how do I make, how can I create maybe products or maybe events or anything mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. help people and especially young people, like young people and, and young women or even young people of color to really be able to do that. Um, so that's one of the things I really want to nice. do. And the longer term, and this is something that I'm still trying to see or like think through, but I would really mm. love to have, you know, as I, as I start to kind of age out, um, not yet, I still, still think so <laughs> well, but, <laughs> But we have this thing where, you know, obviously, like, uh, I really want to keep youth spaces for young people. And mm-hmm. um, and part of that would, would also be in terms of, like, mentoring young people and really supporting them. So yeah. I'm trying to see how I can do that with my consultancy, even when I'm not working on, on youth issues, um, as more from an ally perspective than being a young person, to really find ways to really um, bring young people into into my consultancy and have them lead on some of the assignments that I am not able to go for and really support them to grow and you know either through par- through their own consultancy and we partner together or through some kind of a network. I think that would be really cool. I think I really hope that in like five yeah. years we have more young consultants in all in all areas in all fields. Yeah, you know, um, listening to you say that, you know, uh, my mind was cast back to the beginning where you're like, well, maybe it wasn't such a good decision, but then it turned out right. And, you know, just as you're thinking about um, engaging more young people, I'm like, it actually did turn out right because the very fact that you started the consultancy young makes you have that perspective in mind. So, like, look at you, like, Wondering how you're going to engage young people more. Wondering how you're going to mentor more young people. Wondering how you're going to get more young people to consult us space, and then share with them the experience that you had. So at the end of the day, it's 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 really good that you struck out on that journey to inspire all of us and to share all these amazing lessons with us. Yes, no, for sure. Um, let's see. I I really hope that I can kind of help um help open up that space a little bit more. That would be nice. That and that would be important to me too. Because mm. um, I think, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of change that needs to happen. <laughs> you know, yeah. 
really important. Yeah. And so, you know, you spoke about change. And so I'm sure that even after this session today, um, we'll be connecting with you, we'll be creating change together in different ways. And so I'd like to ask, um, how do we connect with you? What are the social media platforms yourself or Shake the Dust or Stories to Action are active on so that we can follow them and then like really um, connect with you even after this? Yes, for sure. So, uh, yes, you can find me obviously at this Twitter account. Um, here I tend to post a lot more, <laughs> more of those one liners okay. and retweet a lot of like the things that are happening within SRHR. Um, so that's definitely mm. where you can find me, and also you'll find the link to um, uh, both sh my Shake the Dust account and Stories to Action. Um, mm. And then we, I'm also on LinkedIn and on Instagram. Awesome, awesome. We, we can search all with um, Sana and find you, right? Yes, yeah, so you can on both. I think on uh, on LinkedIn, you can find me with my name uh, sometimes. Yes, Sana Christian, okay. Thanks. And with, yes, and with the, la, with the um, Instagram, you can find me at, uh, it's at Let's Shake the Dust. Okay, okay. Perfect, perfect. Sana, we pronounce your surname wrong like the whole evening. Oh, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Honestly, I, I get it. <laughs> and actually, you've done a really good job because <laughs> it's not the easiest class. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think that in case our guests have any other questions, they'll connect with you afterwards. So um, I'm going to call the, bring the questions down, I think. I think that's the way it said with our last question. And that would be, yeah, so um, what are your parting words to all of us young people, young adults who we are transitioning, just as you said, out there, who want to step up and then use our skills, use our skills just as you have done? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, first of all, just to thank everyone that's joined today. It's just really great to see so many people join this conversation and um, listen in. Um I think for me, kind of coming from from my position, I would also just say, yeah, it's it's so important to really recognize that um, there are there you have a lot to add. I would say first of all, and then at the yeah. same time, it's like there's there's also more um, alternative ways to create a career. I would say because I think sometimes, especially with the generations before us, there's always been this idea that you need to do things in a very particular way to succeed. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would yeah, really encourage people to, you know, dare to, to look outside of the normal or normal traditional way of doing things. And if that's, if that's starting your consultancy, that's fine. Or if it's, you know, maybe choosing a different career path, even though you've already started your career path, or, you know, if it's, just in general, I think a lot of people think, oh, there's a specific mm -hmm. way of doing things and really just challenging that for yourself. I think that's just one of those things that, um, that that's why I started my consultancy because I, I was also trying to, um, to, to, yeah, I was trying to also break free from, from the idea that you have to do things in a very particular way. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think, yeah, just focusing on yourself and, and not being afraid, um, to do to to fall outside to be different <laughs> I would say to be different yeah don't be afraid to be different I think like yeah it's it's a really good parting point for us because just as you're saying sometimes we're gonna have to step out of the flow and when we step out you know we'll find amazing things just just as you found so thanks so much for that encouragement yes thank you so much thanks so much uh, Irene for having me here my pleasure, Sana. And uh, thank you so much to all our guests who've been here tonight, um, who have listened in with us. And we know that you're going to, like, you're going to build upon these lessons learned, of course, kindly share um, with them. The recording will be out by next week and we'll share it with you in our podcast. And so wish you an amazing, amazing rest of the evening. Sana, thank you so much for accepting to do this and for sharing all these valuable lessons with us and at this point i'd like to call it a night thank you all so much once again thank you irene bye sana bye